0: Today's guest is longtime Slow Flowers member, Tony Rialli, owner of Roadside Blooms in North Charleston, South Carolina. I'm certain that you'll gain some tips for your own business.
1: We are very much embedded in our community, which I think is one of the secret sauces of success, is knowing your, your neighbors and knowing what people are looking for. We are so proud that we've created a really safe, loving space we get told all the time that people love they just feel so much better after coming in our design aesthetic draws them i think if they meet us they enjoy our energy and then when we tell them about all of our sustainability initiatives and how we give back and all all those things i think maybe that seals the deal sometimes because you want to work with people that match your ethos Mm -hmm.
0: that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 750 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at longfield-gardens.com. My guest today, Tony Briali, is the owner and creator of Roadside Blooms, a unique flower and plant shop in North Charleston. The shop specializes in weddings, events, and everyday deliveries using nearly 100% American and locally grown blooms. Tony founded Roadside Blooms with a story to tell and a mission to share. Believing that beauty and sustainability don't just coexist, they work in concert with one another. With over a decade of experience in the event planning and floral design industry, Tony's mini adventures led her to successful entrepreneurship of a values based enterprise. She has a master's degree in geology and she taught geology at the College of Charleston at the same time building her floral business. She converted a 1971 British ice cream truck into a mobile flower shop that was the original Roadside Blooms. And she's a leader of Charleston's green and local movement. Tony has served on various nonprofit boards, including the Charleston Green Fair, and she was recognized as one of Charlie Magazine's 50 most progressive individuals in Charleston in 2014. Tony partnered with Laura Mewborn of Feast and Flora to create a beautiful botanical couture design for American Flowers Week 2019, collaborating with her friend Giovanni Richardson, a Sea Island gala chieftain who modeled the historically significant floral garment. I'll share a link to their story in today's show notes, too. Let me tell you why I asked Tony to be my guest today. We've been tracking the innovation in the floral retail space over the past several years, and when I learned that Tony expanded Roadside Blooms to a larger store this past summer, I wanted to learn more. You may have heard in our 2024 Slow Flowers Floral Insights and Industry Forecast, which I shared in last week's episode, that one of our key insights is called floral literacy. I shared about the exciting retail news that Slow Flowers members represent a countertrend in brick-and-mortar retail, including Roadside Blooms and others new retail floral spaces, which are closely associated with values, community, and a unique approach to locally sourced flowers. So let's jump in and meet Tony Rialli of Roadside Blooms. Tony filmed a few short video clips to share the interior and exterior of her new shop, and I've edited those into my recent video interview with her. If you're listening, you can hop over to slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 644 to see more photos and to watch the replay video of our conversation. Let's welcome Tony Rialli to the Slow Flowers Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Show. And I am Deborah Prinzing, and I'm so excited to have today as my guest, Tony Rialli of Roadside Blooms in North Charleston, South Carolina. Hi, Tony. Hi, thanks for having me again. I'm so glad we got this planned. Um, just by way of background, uh, Toni is was a guest on the Soul Flowers podcast in 2019 when she was one of the um, designers for our botanical couture for American Flowers Week uh, with another designer. And um, that was so beautiful, Tony. And thanks so much for creating something that was um, unforgettable and all botanical. I loved it. Thank you. We did too. Lauren, I had a great time as well as my friend Gio. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. Maybe we'll put a link to that so people can see what you created. Yeah, um, but you know, we've been um, tracking our members who have retail flower shops um, all year and there's been a lot of activity and you're one of the poster children for that because you expanded to a new location and I, we were just t- chatting before we started recording. There's this this climate of, um, oh, you know, brick-and-mortar flower shops are suffering or are closing. And I, I feel like you're the counter trend. And a lot of Slow Flowers members are either opening new retail shops, maybe associated with their, their farms, or they already have one shop and they're opening a second one or they're expanding like you. So and we touched on this in the forecast, uh, the 2024 Slow Flowers Floral Insights and the industry forecast. And so um, all year I'm going to try to have – maybe once a month, visit a retail shop and talk about how they're doing it. And I feel like you've got a lot of secrets to share. So um, I want to thank you, first of all, for getting on with me the very first week of the year when nobody has time. <clears throat> Tony, you've already had a workshop this week, I saw, at Roadside Blooms. We did, Yeah, It's crazy. Tell me about that. How did that
1: go? It was wonderful. Uh, I'm in this new space where we actually have some space to host workshops. And we are very much embedded in our community, which I think is one of the secret sauces of success yeah. is knowing your your neighbors and knowing what people are looking for. Um, we are so proud that we've created a really safe, loving space. We get told all the time that people love they just feel so much better after coming in
0: mm-hmm. and so, so you're kind of like a um a destination maybe not just for shopping but for like self-fulfillment i mean i'm you know, just making yourself yeah. feel better yeah mental health yeah.
1: it's interesting and i don't think any of us were expecting it um i mean that's what we put out there so that's what we're receiving which is great but that kind of um of space we're trying to create is emulated through the workshops we've been able to have, especially when wedding season's a little bit slower. So we had a flora mandala and meditation class, and this is our third time where we've been hosting it. And the upfront costs of doing something like this is pretty minimal on our end. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's myself and a staff person that stay. Yes. After okay. hours. So mm-hmm. you can get in the mood yeah. and, um, and then paying a, a friend who is really well known in our community who has leads people through the meditation part. And so we had the meditation and she really grounded us. And, um, and then we had, prepared baskets with different floral components. And the idea is for it to be a sensorial experience. So we had things like geranium and mint and lavender Mm. for the scent and straw flower, which is so, I love that sound, that little crunchy sound. Yeah. So tactile. Yes. And a bunch of different things. And so after the meditation, we rolled out some craft paper for each person and in their little quiet Um, Selves, you know, through the intention that they set, they created, um, you know, some artwork with their petals, And the idea was to roll it up and either send it off at home or recreate a new one. And so it's always so powerful every time we do it, you know, everyone comes at different um, points when they finally have a time to settle and enjoy, you know, natural elements. So things come up
0: it's just so perfect for the beginning of a new year, too. And I know you're doing something else, sort of like that, next week. Another interactive, sort of mindfulness workshops. So mm-hmm. I'll put those. I'll put those uh, links on our show notes so people can see the kind of workshops that happen at Roadside Blooms. I got off on that tangent, but I just had to ask you about it because it looks so. It like such a perfect. Just a perfect um, kind of way to start a new year. And for you, um, the holidays are probably a blur, and then um you have to clear out the store and get rid of any kind of holiday stuff and start fresh Mm -hmm. so um i want to talk about that now tony's filmed a little a couple little video clips for us so we're going to share those
1: so we'll walk in the front doors you have tons of plants and flowers inside pots we created our own information signs that give a little bit about the natural history of the plants, care guides, etc. This is one of our favorite spots here. Old record player, some propagation stations. We sell a lot of incense. One way that we have been trying to branch out and create revenue streams is we've teamed up with somebody who makes salts. And so this is a a side brand of roadside blooms called Earthbound Alchemy, where we are really passionate about people understanding how crystals form and the metaphysical properties. So the science and the mysticism of crystals. So we also carry a A lot of crystals. People love um, to purchase those. Books, the Evolution of Life on Earth poster. Some of my favorite fossils. T-shirts, products. This is our cash wrap. We actually even are on um, DoorDash. And so this is a DoorDash arrangement going out today. People love mugs and stickers. We sell local elderberry um, brands and honey brands. This is our bouquet bar. All American and locally grown flowers, cards. Then we have some seeds and some gardening supplies. Here's some of my staff, Bailey and Kelsey. Working to get some arrangements out today and some products put back on the shelves. And then this is our cooler. We use a cool bot, so if uh, folks have not um, been on the cool bot train yet, it saves thousands of dollars rather than building in a walk-in
0: cooler. And that's the tour. I've been to your old store, um, yes. and it was so beautiful, and I thought it was spacious. So, talk about how this how this came about that you opened a new store, and what's the size what? and scale.
1: Well, I think I will backstep just to let people know if they haven't um, listened to the podcast from years ago. Yeah. But I actually got my start with a 1971 British ice cream truck that I turned into a mobile flower shop. And that was in 2012, kind of before anything cool like that was here in Charleston. Uh, It was definitely. California. Um, yeah. So I one in Sunset Magazine, which is the, the person who inspired me to do that. And at the time I'd already had a, a business, an eco-friendly wedding planning business, and we were doing flowers as well. Um, so Roadside Blooms was li- literally by the oh, roadside. That. Um, That's so great. Wow. I did quickly realize, though, and those out there that just do markets, because at that time, really the only place you could sell things were at farmers markets. You couldn't just roll up to uh, anywhere you wanted to. to sure. Sell. It's kind of more common now. So you can't really make a a good living if you, if you know, doing that, um, selling kind of, you know, nicer bouquets at a farmer's market, unless you are also growing the flowers. I think Mm -hmm. there's probably a better, Mm -hmm. um, but I was using all locally grown American grown flowers at that time. Uh, and then after, uh, my first child, um, I had an opportunity to, um, take over someone's lease in Mm. um, my neighborhood and so it was a very, uh, it was risky, but not too risky because I already needed the space. We were doing more weddings and needed to get out of my living room, um, my mom's living
0: room. Yeah. You know, everyone can feel that. Uh, yeah, production good, squeeze. Yeah. So you, you knew that space was already built out too. So that was a, mm-hmm. what you mean about low risk? Like you didn't have a lot of infrastructure investment required taking over someone else's lease. Wow.
1: Exactly, And it was small. um, And and now it's a bookstore, which is great. But then we had the opportunity um, to move into a larger space, uh, which you saw. And that was about 1,500 square feet. And we were there for five years. It was a great location. We were next to another retail place. Um, But it just
0: had a lot of character, too, that that painted brick and like lots of plants. I loved it.
1: It's like it was an old... um, like mechanics where like a gas station. sort oh, of. Oh, cool. Um, uh, and then just down the street from there, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time when in this neighborhood we're in now, they were putting up the for sale sign for the land. And I looked at how much the land was and I couldn't believe how relatively inexpensive it was. Cause I'd already start started looking for maybe warehouses to renovate or something like that. Um, so, roadside had enough um money to buy the land but that was it so i needed to
0: that's a big ballsy move i I can't believe
1: it yeah i'm a risk taker my husband is not a risk taker yeah well nine to five (laughs) jobs i just look all the seat of my pants
0: well i love that so you actually Mm -hmm. bought the land um in in a in a district where you knew you it was you know retail friendly or whatever right yes it's wow.
1: um, it's a neighborhood and there is a restaurant here and a little coffee shop and this was the last commercial space and it's a mile from my house so wow. um, couldn't really go wrong with that um, but then I knew I needed to find an investment partner of some sort because the bank, wouldn't be like sure I'll I'll lend you two million dollars. You look like you can pay it back um,
0: <laughs> for a flower shop. <laughs> yeah,
1: and actually, when I met my investment partner, that was the first thing was I just thought that I was going to do retail on the and that would be it. I wasn't looking to do anything else. But in order to get an investment partner, he was like, "Well, we have to maximize what's on the land." So we actually have four apartments that we rent out above. Um, above the oh shop. My
0: God girl, you're like yeah. a mogul. I can't, bl- I That's didn't crazy. know this. I mean, I saw all the social media,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: excitement about the new shop opening, but I didn't realize you developed the building. Yes. Tony. So, um, with <laughs> That's my amazing. Friend,
1: who is like the best investment partner, um, I could ask for, uh, so he believed in what I was doing. We've known each other for a long time. He lives less than a mile away and had the um, capital to, uh, so the bank could, you know. So we're 50-50 we're partners on the building. Roadside takes up the about 2,500 square feet on the bottom floor. So that's 1,000 square foot more, um, yeah. which is great. And then the four apartments above. We still have one to rent. So if anyone wants to move to Charleston and live above the flower I shop. Mean,
0: Charleston's <laughs> hot. I, I bet you that won't sure. take very long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. So this was a long process. When did you actually this buy the very- land?
1: In 2020.
0: Okay. So, um, so you've been kind of planning for this for a while. I've been
1: planning for this for a while, and we had architectural drawings done, and then COVID happened, and the prices for everything skyrocketed. So the project was on hold for quite a while, and I mm. wasn't actually sure if it was going to happen. Mm. So um, it took some time for things to, you know, the prices never went down to our initial quote, uh
0: yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah. So on um, things like construction and equipment and or materials and labor, probably, right? All of it. Yeah.
1: All of it went up considerably. Um, but I I feel very lucky. I um I'm the first person in my family to have gone to college. Um, and I don't come from any sort of wealth. Um yeah. and honestly, I started roadside blooms with the eighteen thousand dollars I had in my um retirement account that I emptied from, uh, gosh, uh-huh. I don't know, what was I doing? I actually worked, um, well, I, I taught at the College of Charleston for 11 years, but um, before uh-huh. that, I or during that, I also took a break and worked for an environmental nonprofit doing renewable energy advocacy work. Uh-huh. So very tiny uh, retirement, but emptied it. So I would say anyone who's out there that thinks they can't do it, um, I think you just need to take a risk that feels comfortable and find some people that you trust that believe in you and um, can work with you and want to see you grow for the long term, not just some somebody who's in it just for a quick turnaround.
0: Right, right. Investment. Like this partner that you have. So now you're basically, you're, you're, you are your own landlord as mm-hmm. well. We own the
1: building together. <coughs> he doesn't um, have any investment in Roadside Blooms itself, but uh, Roadside does play pay about market value for rent um, just because that's how the finances have to work. Yeah, that's fair. Pay like fair market rent. Here was the concept drawing for the building. So we would have retail downstairs and four apartments above. And this is the completed front of the building. Um, But, you know, even if, roadside doesn't work out you know i do still have
0: something to contribute
1: to you have
0: a you have this amazing solid brick and mortar building that you can just rent to someone else Mm -hmm. but that's not going to happen because you you are expanding and um the new what is uh, i mean you've obviously had this vision for a while tony to have a bigger space Mm -hmm. um you alluded to the workshop is that because let's talk about all the facets you've got full service weddings Mm -hmm. retail beautiful retail space with plants and Mm -hmm. gifts and items, you know and
1: crystals crystals and
0: rocks yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you teach you teach as well and so there's there's a lot of activity going on in this space is it kind of uh adaptable to all these things depending on what you have to do any given week
1: um, well, it's getting there. So we uh, we actually opened in July here in this in the shop in this location, and it's I before we moved into this, I actually we rent a, a little warehouse space down the street, which is about the same size as the shop that has all of our vases and a large cooler, and we have actually a very large cooler here too. Oh, great! I so still have a lease on that. Um, building. And hopefully in a year and a half, I'll be able to put it all under one roof if, but I'll still need a storage base for all the vases and things like that. So we're still trying to make it work um, for the, for what we do. But um, I think it, ideally I would love to be under one roof and just pay one rent. Sure. Great. But for now, we're just still feeling the space out.
0: Well, so is is the in all that inventory because you rent a lot of vases and uh, other things like stands and tabletop um, accessories for weddings, and it's that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have all the vessels, all
1: the cylinders for candles, all the things. I mean, it kind of it
0: goes it goes with your kind of green philosophy, and uh, you know, I want to just com- comment that you've been really active in what's charleston screen and local movement serving on various nonprofit boards and you have been recognized as uh 50 most progressive per in uh, residents of charleston in 2014 so you're like you're walking the talk this is this is an ongoing this is so embedded in your brand um how you do things so how easy or hard is it to um adhere to you know 100 percent american grown and locally grown blooms for either everyday flowers or for your wedding flowers because there is a good local flower farming community in in low country right
1: there is there's a great community here um it's it's not not everything's in um growing right now although my friend that you know brian from yurihana he just posted his beautiful early, early spring. I don't even know what this is now, but he's has dahlias right now. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. He must green- be growing them under, in a like a greenhouse setting, right? Yeah. Like oh. in a house. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which You're like, quiet. I'll take those. Oh yeah. I'm like dibs. We've been friends for a very long time. So. That's so interesting. Yeah, but that kind of goes back to this, um, Southern, uh, flower conference. I can't think of what it was called when we had, when we, I was able to come out, but the whole talk was on how to kind of trick the seasons when you're in a Southern climate.
1: Well, just to answer your question, it is in the shop. It's not difficult because I don't budge very much. There have been times where our our boxes didn't come and we have no flowers and have to run to the wholesaler. But mm-hmm. I would say that happens maybe once every other month. We might have to go grab a couple bundles for the shop. Yeah. Um, on the wedding side, we average around 75% American and locally grown. And there are just some things, um, not very many things I can't get American grown. Mainly roses probably, right? Yeah. And I actually have great relationships with Pajarosa. Um, our friend Paul, yeah, and um, Chad at Eufloria and so I get um, shipped direct. And I've been working with the local Mayesh here, who just opened not too long ago, and they actually, um, because I've always asked for that, they have an American-grown section. Now. Wow, yeah. And they also get from Euphoria and um, make a, a really good effort to have a make it a thing. They even have an American flag hanging um, by it, which is.
0: But you know that is that is um happening because you've invested a lot of time and effort in building those relationships um not everybody can uh call direct to a california rose grower and get um get an order in but mm-hmm. they trust you and they know that you're going to be a consistent customer yes and and yeah i love that and that's so great um
1: yeah, there are a few other farms too that i know aren't accepting new wholesalers anymore but I think because I've been consistent and I, those relationships mean a lot to me. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So when I talk yeah. to Cam, Floor and Paula Pajaros and you, Floria, like, you know, we, we talk about family and all those things, you know, and I love, I love catching up with them. So it's
0: important to have those
1: relationships. Yeah.
0: Your grandmother, in, I guess, even though you're, yeah. Not, um, in. Phew. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about how you got to flowers Because your environmental geology background still plays a big part in roadside blooms. And I find this so fascinating. And it's giving you a kind of a brand distinction to have this geology vibe going Mm -hmm. on in the shop, right? How does that all come together?
1: So uh, without telling my entire
0: life story. (laughs) Um, I'll be sure to share uh, the other podcast, but I think you touched on it a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I was teaching at the college of Charleston as an adjunct. I have a master's degree in geology and any adjunct here in the state. Um, it's a great, it's a great gig. It's wonderful. I miss teaching college students, but, um, as an adjunct, you always have to have every adjunct pretty much has a side hustle Yeah, and that side hustle uh, became event eco-friendly event planning and then flowers. So, and after, um, I was pregnant, I think with my second child, um, it was time to not do roadside full-time and teaching full-time and being mom full-time.
0: Oh, my gosh. Crazy. So I,
1: I um, had to leave the college. Also got my student loans um, forgiven because I got my public service loan forgiveness. So that helped um, me transition. If not, I would have had to stay.
0: That's another way you invested in yourself. I love that. That's, that's true. That's really great.
1: <laughs> so I've been lucky in those ways. Um, so in the shop, um, you know it's really people love crystals. I've ever always been drawn to rocks and crystals and fossils since I was little. And one thing that's really important to me is that people are understanding the science behind um, the fossils they might like to see here or the crystals they want to buy, because I feel like one of the biggest problems, and again goes with why it's so important to educate people about slow flowers, is a disconnection between our society and like where food and flowers and rocks and minerals come from right and i feel like if people understand where things come from you have such more of an appreciation for for things and mm. so even for the plants that we sell in here uh, we've made efforts to have mm-hmm. these little because I'm a teacher, educational plaques that have the natural history of the plant where it's native to. Oh, wow. Here instructions and like fun facts about them. And then with the crystals, we're still working on this, but um, how they formed, you know, where the most uh, popular sites are for this crystal and then the metaphysical. Yeah. So I feel like there's some synergy there between where it formed and what it may be
0: well it's kind of like the 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 geology analog to the language of flowers but it's it's more it's more science based Mm -hmm. and people do people other than thinking crystals and rocks and fossils are beautiful people really want to know like how will this create energy for me or give me some kind of um physical response is that is that what you're talking about in terms of trying to break it down for people?
1: Yes. And I will be the first to admit out of my team, I am not the best with the metaphysical part. Um, they'll call me to do the science, and then I'll call someone else to tell them what they may think. The
0: spiritual component, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm also, you know, I have a science mind and a very critical <laughs> thinker, so it's hard for me to be like, yes, this is going to be great for bringing inner peace. and Right. I kind but of for me is whatever you, whatever value you put into something, um, I feel is reflected back to you. Mm. And, so, and I, yeah. and I looking That's at, done, yeah. And I've done a deep dive on crystal, um, meanings and healings. And what I find fascinating is across cultures. Mm. Sometimes, you know, these cultures may not have been communicating, but they have, they assign similar value and meaning to the same types of mm crystals Mm -hmm. so there must be something to that
0: yes and and it's just like it's an it's a natural element that seems to be so compatible with plants and flowers in your (laughs) shop I remember that when I came to visit your old shop and you had um beautiful they kind of were integrated into all the displays either if there was a color or um maybe you know as you said the story that goes with it that you might just be buying a gift and you pick it up and say, that would be a cool gift to give someone. You don't mm-hmm. have to look for a lot of deeper meaning. Or if you are looking for deeper meaning, um, there's there's that story too. So I, I love the, the it's, it's simpatico. I like it.
1: It is. Thank you. And then uh, we carry a lot of different products. Um, we shop um, mostly on fair.com, which you can shop by your values which yeah, I've heard about this. It's great. a it's a wholesale site, right? For like makers, it's a wholesale site for makers, and some are bigger, but and there's a lot of I don't want to say junk on there, but yeah. it can be overwhelming. You filter are, by
0: your but, values. I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. By your values, so I can find things that are not sold on Amazon.
0: Mm, um, interesting. All
1: makers that are black owned, LGBTQ owned. You know, you can kind of filter out whatever you're looking for. So it makes it easier. and then I've just found these you know a lot of amazing brands that way. And also as a small business, something they provide is payment terms like um, I think it's 90 days or something like that until they charge your card. So that is super helpful, especially when in January when retail's very slow and we don't have any weddings, we can still stock up for Valentine's Day. Wow and then, um, have to pay that bill until after. <laughs>
0: I've heard about that. That's really interesting. Uh, the both the um the way you can use your you know ethos values to find vendors, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then um just that added payment um uh, kind of for not the extended payment terms. Most people would mm-hmm. do like net 30, right? And so right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and Valentine's Day is in 6 weeks, so you've got to get product in this store. Right. Mm-hmm. Um yes. well, i we talked about the fact that you're going to create a new product line around um, around minerals and all. Is that something mm-hmm. that I want to hear about that? But is that something that you would also become a wholesaler and sell through fare to other yes. retailers? That
1: is the goal. I've been wow. trying to hustle and get that going for a while, but it's hard to find time in between wedding season. So this is my time. I'm very motivated to do that right now. But it's called Earthbound Alchemy, and it, again, bridges the science and the metaphysical, so people understand both. Um, And so we have had, for the last couple years, these little um, crystal kits we put together. That one is like about new beginnings, so these are the crystals in there that are really good for that. And it's uh, a local artist um, did all of the, the branding. It's really beautiful. And those kits do well in the shop. That's something I'd love to get on fair. And then we just teamed up with the woman actually that is doing a workshop um, next week with the intention jars. She makes really amazing bath salts and she puts crystals in them in these little baggies. And so she asked me about trying to grow her business that way. And um, so we're, um, she calls it white labeling where uh, she's making them and we just gave her all of our labels and putting you know, like she made ours the sense that we like and put our stickers and things on it. And so she's making money and we make money and it really works out because, uh, of course, I'd love to do bath salts one day, but I'm never going to find the time to do
0: that. So this will be like a, a custom collection with the Roadside Blooms labeling. Um, mm-hmm. But it's Earthbound
1: Alchemy. So that's the oh, okay. way for, you know, um, Listeners to think of different revenue streams that you can um, pursue for your shop because I, I'm sure everyone has felt this, but through COVID, losing weddings, which are bread and butter, we've gotten really good at figuring out
0: ways to earn to earn income to keep the the dream alive. <laughs> but you're so collaborative. I mean, even in like how you develop the building, and now how you're working with vendors and with your customers. Um, it's just, it's so, it's, it, I don't know, I have to just say, it's so female-centric to have that attitude <laughs> that, you know, together we're going to create something better than individually. And, um, you know, I was commenting to you about your team members and how some of them have been with you for a long, long time. You really have created this reason for people to feel purpose, uh, being yeah. part of what Roadside Blooms is doing.
1: Yeah. I'm really proud of that. I don't, I don't think it's always been conscious. It's just mm-hmm. kind of the collective has really made something really beautiful. I It's very rare that I catch myself saying my shop, or it feels weird to say that, or mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Roadside Games is my company. Even though I'm the only um, owner, I very much feel it's the collective and it's the we and all their hearts and creative energy. And um, we're like family and Um, it's really important to have that, you know, I want them to come into work and feel fulfilled and proud and, and all that, even when we're just washing buckets. (laughs)
0: Right. Well, are people cross-trained? Like, do you have, does everybody know how to produce a wedding, but also take care of houseplants? Yeah, I'd I'd say that everyone is basically cross, everyone's
1: cross-trained enough to do our, um, like delivery arrangements. So we do, Mm -hmm. Um, 100% American-grown um, flower deliveries daily, except for Sundays, and we're on DoorDash even. But um, so everyone knows how to make our arrangements for deliveries. That's Not awesome. everyone knows how to to do bouquets or centerpieces at this point, but most people do.
0: Mm-hmm. I was going to pop up um, your website here on um, on the screen so people can kind of see what these uh, what your daily deliveries look like. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So this is the de- uh, flower delivery tab, and you've got um, these are representative because people yes. uh, have to understand it's it's basically designer's choice when you when you order from roadside blooms. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. The headings up there kind of talk about our philosophy, and so it's, so it's very clear uh, that that we keep our model very simple. You have three options: small, medium, large. Well, actually, four. There's an extra large
0: one. Is that this um, one right here? Oh, that's the showstopper.
1: Yeah, we have a showstopper somewhere. Yeah, and then you can only choose between neutral or colorful. Um, you can say you like sunflowers. You might say you like tulips, and if we have them, uh, great, we'll we'll pop them in. But if not, you know, we
0: are. Yeah. Um, we're choosing the flowers yeah I love that neutral and colorful that's smart and then I tell
1: you it cuts down so much (laughs) um, anxiety and worry I know so many florists you know are kind of pigeonholed into certain offering certain things and if you can't get it or if it's off season or I, I just can't imagine promising something yeah on the line and having to deliver it in that way. And I think it stifles creativity too, because we have some farmers that will come here and say, I have like two bunches of this. Can you use it? And we absolutely can. So I think that's how we can support our local farms too. Um, Whereas, you know, if we needed 500 of something, specific thing, we from a local farmer
0: right oh that's really great i wanted to just also um dig just look at some of your products too so you've curated like this indulgent package oh there's the roadside blooms mug you gave me i love that
1: yeah yay we have a new logo now so i'll give you a new one when i see you okay
0: um then a plant gift set and then a terrarium kit Mm-hmm. So this is back to kind of the kit thing that you're starting seeing as a potential Yes, uh, flowers for him. And then um, a pamper kit and a plant, a couple plant kits. So, yeah. um, and then you also have a thing that you're doing where like, it's a plant club. Where is that? Plant yes. It's plant made
1: club. club. This yeah. is something Kelsey and I <laughs> developed a number of years ago. So proud of it. We always would get people coming into the shop and, feeling looking and feeling guilty that they have killed a plant in the past <laughs> <It's so laughs> with that we've all killed plants um so this is to help people get comfortable being a, either a new plant parents or uh that they you know want to become better but basically it's a four-month club and we meet once a month and oh here are the dates okay i see that yeah. and you get a new plant a new surprise plant every month we meet and we teach you its natural history, how to plant it, propagate it. Um, and it comes with little surprise things as well. And uh, again, it brings people together. And so a lot of people that maybe are new to the area have have taken the workshop before and have made lasting friendships, which is always really fun.
0: Oh, how fun. That is so great. And usually, sh- is yeah. it kind of a small group, like maybe a dozen people sort of thing? Yeah, yeah
1: usually we limit it, I think, to 12. Mm-hmm.
0: But you also, I see... Um, first of all, the price is uh, basically covering the cost of the plants, probably. But mm-hmm. you give them a shopping discount the night that the workshop yes. um, happens. So I guess you know, just just to be pragmatic about it, when you do in store events, people shop, right? And they're yes. we always offer a discount to someone who's coming to a workshop. Yeah, that's neat. That's mm-hmm. really
1: it generates, you know, an extra few hundred bucks that evening. So it's definitely worth it.
0: There was something I saw on one of your blogs about your plant business and that you are work with local nurseries. So that sort of underscores your, your sourcing mm-hmm. values as well. You work with uh, growers, wholesale growers that you can bring plants mm-hmm. in from.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's actually just one we've been working with, a family-run business out of Florida. And he comes up here like every other week. Wow. Um, that's been great. Oh, that's
0: great. Another source you've developed. Yes.
1: Those really ships are so important.
0: Wow. So mm-hmm. um the you've got a lot of cooking on your plate. Just talk briefly about what's happening with weddings. And um, you know, you've you've done weddings forever, it seems, and mm-hmm. they they're just gorgeous. But um how do you keep yourself excited and and you know, your team, you know, feeling fresh and new about weddings? Because every year it's it's kind of the grind in the, you know, right. it also pays the bills. Yes. <clears throat> yeah both um
1: <laughs> I would say that um it's so fascinating to me how my team doesn't they come so excited uh, and once you meet Kirsty and you've met Kelsey
0: yeah
1: you just have such great attitudes and so does anyone who like freelances um, and helps we've even been told by planners like wow you can do you know teamwork collaborative Um, attitude is like so refreshing to have on Mm. site Uh,
0: and backing up the fact that you were a planner probably really it really informs how people interact at a venue with other you know with other vendors or with the with the planner
1: absolutely we always you know can read the room if they're behind on throwing linens we know how to throw linens we offer like hey we'll help you throw these linens
0: no Mm. big deal interesting good
1: yeah, and, and that helps. That goes a long way when you know you can read the room and you see someone needs help or just something fell that has nothing to do with you. Just clean it up, and mm-hmm. uh, the planners see like, wow, okay, like they're a team player. We're all here for the same reason. Um, they'll remember that.
0: <coughs> then they'll give. They'll refer you to other other clients, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Ruff, absolutely. How, what's the balance between the full-service weddings and the a la carte weddings, which you, I know elopements and all is part of your mix, yeah.
1: right? Well, you know, we came up with that um, elopement offering through, I think her name is Little Bird Blooms, maybe mm, she's in okay. Australia or New Zealand, where this is a great thing uh, for us for the shop side of the business is that Anything under our minimum, I think our wedding minimum is just like forty five hundred dollars for us to come and do any anything on site. Yeah, on site because it you know it takes a lot, and we may raise our minimum I think up a little bit from that this year. Yeah, but in order to not leave anyone out and to serve people, we do have, um, and you are welcome to pull it up on our site. Yeah, I'll do Uh, that. This woman um, offered this class, and we kind of adapted from that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Our own but basically people can order things a la carte where they can still get their roadside bloom signature style and um, again we kind of talk about how it's you know all american grown and we pick the flowers oh, so pretty on those you basically again get i think you get four options of color palettes and oh with- wow so the only way this works for us is that it's very clear. We have an FAQ page where this is basically the you can pick your what you want, and then uh, like if you want the large bouquet, small bouquet, bridesmaids bouquet, etc., and then the color palette, and that's it. So God. you can omit something. Like if you're like, oh, I like the peaches and light blue, but I don't like blue. Like okay, peaches and white, but we don't add. You can't in. add in something, right? Because once yeah. you start customizing it's not worth it anymore because there's no consultation. It's just like as if they were ordering a product online um, and it keeps it, the transaction like nice and clean and short and sweet and allows them to get something designer made and unique without us having to, you know, go back and forth
0: over okay. you know, what flowers they like and this and that. We oh, here's the that. FAQs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and it seems like this is also something that um, allows you to pre-plan for your orders, and maybe you have, um, you know, a full-service wedding and a, an elopement on the same weekend. You, you know, you're maybe they're the same palette, maybe they're not, but you're you're able yeah. to have predictability.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and um, just being able to have because we have the retail shop. Um, we can handle last minute elopement orders too. You know, if they just need a bouquet, we might be able to say, oh, you know, I know you ordered this color palette, but this is what we have in. So if you want to switch to that color palette, we'll gladly do this. So finding ways to bring in, you know, lots of different ways to bring in revenue, but also keep it simple. If it adds a lot of time and complexity, then it's no longer worth it.
0: Well, and also with that philosophy, you probably have very little waste. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you know you're not you're using every stem if if you can because you've got you know everyday flowers, full service weddings, and then the the elopements, and then probably just the walk-ins who want a few stems, right?
1: Well, yes, we have a bouquet <laughs> bar where we choose what we put out. Um, Mondays are half off uh, our bouquet bar single stems. So, oh wow. We don't repurpose event flowers in that way, but if we had like a a bunch or two that we didn't use at all for the wedding, we will put those on the boat. And that's,
0: that's why you're putting them at half price. I mean, that's kind of
1: cool. Yeah. And usually we get our flowers on Tuesday. So even if we had them and if they were always shop flowers, they need to be discounted on Mondays.
0: Yeah. That's great. I'm so impressed with what you're doing. And I, I think it's just I, the fact that you talked about being so scrappy and taking risks and finding a way, even when you don't have, you know, inherited wealth and you just built Mm -hmm. this off of a, you know, retirement plan and funds and, and just sweat equity. And I just Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. It's so inspiring. And, and your, your store is making a difference in your community. You're, you're making it, as you said, safe and welcoming for people to come in. And Mm -hmm. um, we all need that. That's, that's, that's leadership, and uh, thank you for for sharing that with us. I love it. I do want to mention one other a couple. Well, one other
1: thing that we yeah, do, yeah, and that is uh, what we do with the flowers at the end of the events. Oh yes, um, you know, so many of our brides are not local. Charleston is like the number one dest- wedding destination after Las Vegas, so that doesn't count. Uh, so most clients aren't local. They don't take their flowers. The staff, we always try to get rid of flowers at the end of the night for any servers, anybody. Oh, neat. Don't take them, But we take them all back to the studio, and then the next day someone um, takes apart all the flowers and throws them in a bucket and not reprocessing or anything. Right. And then we have a nonprofit that has been picking up flowers for the last almost five years. Um, called a more healing kitchen and they do uh, deliver they deliver healthy all vegan allergy free meals for people undergoing um, chemo or some sort of treatment and so their volunteers pick up the flowers redo the flowers and then they get bouquets with their meals every week and it's a wow. great way to give back um, whatever's left if if a more can't Take all of them uh, for whatever reason. I take them to my kids' schools. We give them out, um, and then lastly, we compost. So yeah. we pay for someone to come pick up the compost, wow. which is added cost, but we try to, to reduce our footprint in that way. And and I'm very conscious that um, you know we get flowers shipped from California. That there's a carbon footprint there that's pretty large. Um, but I'm I, you know we try in other ways to to cut that down by doing what we can.
0: Well, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, there's labor involved in what you just described, which you are financing. So, um, you don't get
1: tax write off for that. Cause I've asked my accountant a hundred times about, you know, I'm paying someone to take apart the arrangements and then giving them away, but apparently because they were, they were already expensed.
0: Yeah yeah
1: anyway but so we do it because it's the right thing to do
0: yeah and it's goodwill with um a partner like Amor and then and how special how special that 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 they're willing to do that and they have volunteers who will then make the bouquets you're just providing the raw materials Mm -hmm. um and I know that there's so many inquiries about that but if the couple knows that the flowers will have a second life it, it just makes them feel better about the investment that they're spending.
1: Definitely. And I found out from a more that the couple can actually get a tax deduction um, through that. So I just oh. passed the paperwork, but I mean, yeah, if you find someone in your local area that can take them, that's a 501 C three. I think they probably can get a tax deduction.
0: Well, well, before we wrap up, I want you to just talk about the general attitude of, of wedding customers. Like our, yeah. People coming to roadside blooms because of your values that you very clearly articulate on your website. I'm sure they love your aesthetic too. But like, what? What? Who is the roadside blooms wedding customer? Um, can you yes. can you give an avatar? <laughs> you know, I think
1: doing what I do, there's so much education. Like, I care very deeply, but not everyone. Cares as much. Yeah. Right. So, um, and same with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, you are like a fairy godmother to me. And, um, oh, you know, it's a privilege. You've been really preaching this movement for so long. And you know how hard that hustle is to get people just to think twice about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like it's the icing on the cake is really what that is. Mm. Uh, meaning, meaning like, our, our design aesthetic draws them. I think if they meet us, they enjoy our energy. And then when we tell them about all of our sustainability initiatives and how we give back and all, all those things, I think not maybe that seals the deal sometimes because you want to work with people that match your yeah. ethos. Yeah. And so, um,
0: well, yeah. I agree. And I think the values, um, maybe, uh, the reason people don't come to you and say, I want all local is just, they they just don't know that it's an option. And so when you mm-hmm. <clears throat> present that as part of your proposal and then they realize that this is like not only gorgeous, but I can feel good about, you know, spending money on flowers, uh, which mm-hmm. of course you and I know, know are essential, but other people think are frivolous. Oh. Um, it's, it's all about the messaging. So I, I think you're right. It's so so holistic because it isn't just, one of those things. It's it's the whole package you offer people. Mm-hmm.
1: And, 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 and you're fun. <laughs> yeah, we're fun. We're a fun group for sure. Um, and I think when people come in and see our bouquet bar, I, I think they're like, wow, I've never seen this flower. I've never seen that flower. We don't, we never have, I think very rarely we have a red rose in the shop. For Valentine's, we don't do dozen roses ever. Um, so, you know, it's just that education about yeah. that that we're a non-traditional florist. We don't have traditional things and, um, we always get told we have the most beautiful arrangements because we might sneak in a protea, which is not common, right? uh, or the straw flower and, you know, just weird stuff
0: we like to do. Yeah. Well, that goes along with the scientist in you. I love that. (laughs) Well, Tony, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And uh, I really look forward to uh, getting us out into our um, community for people to just be inspired. But also I hope everyone takes away some tips. Uh, You're very generous sharing your tips on how how you keep this this you know boat moving forward and i think it's really a challenge in this climate and you've you know you you're relentless and it's inspiring so thanks so much tony, for the- my family calls me tenacious tony <laughs> <laughs> i have a banner on my wall that says figure it out i should send it to you because you figure it all out <laughs> i yeah sometimes i just yeah i feel like
1: that's what everyone should do. Just figure I up.
0: agree. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. Happy you New too. Year. Take care. Thanks so much for joining us today. I am so inspired by the story that Tony shared. And she gave me a jolt of encouragement that I hope you felt too. Her approach to a collaborative entrepreneurship is her secret sauce for success. We wish her continued success in the coming year. Our next sponsor thank you goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at JohnnySeeds.com. Ticket sales for the Slow Flowers Summit continue through June. And if you're already a Slow Flowers member, you'll receive $100 off your registration, which is basically the equivalent of your annual membership. So it pays for itself. In the coming weeks, we'll be highlighting more of our speakers and more about some of the special experiences associated with joining our community in Banff, Alberta, Canada, June 23rd through 25th, you can learn more in today's podcast show notes or at slowflowerssummit.com. Our final thank you goes to Mayesh Wholesale Florist, family owned since 1978. Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S. and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. And it was nice to hear that Tony works with her local Charleston branch of Mayash to source American-grown flowers. That's good news. Thanks for joining me today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor, downloaded more than one million times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it, too. If you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at Slowflowersociety.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. Thanks so much for joining us today, and I'll see you next week.